So this morning, I'm not going to be before you long, amen. I'm just going to share some of the things that God has been sharing with me uh, throughout this past few weeks. Uh, we had a wonderful, wonderful word last week, amen. Amen. Pastor John Morland came in and he talked about Nehemiah. He talked about uh, how the, the, the Jerusalem, how the attack on the Jerusalem, that, you know, the walls were torn down, the city gates were torn down. Everything that they had built up had, was demolished. Everything, they, the enemies came in and they attacked them from all sides and they tore down uh, everything. There was nothing but ruins laid, uh, laid out before them. And he began to talk and teach us, amen, with a powerful word about the people had a mind, amen, to rebuild. That Nehemiah led this, this, this courageous journey to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, to, to rebuild the gates, to rebuild the, the, uh, the and, make, and make a fortress, amen, around. He said, you know what, we don't have to live like this. We don't have to, to, to try and navigate through all of this confusion because we serve a God that loves us. And so this morning, I want to talk about that, God, and I want to talk about it in the modern day sense, amen, of what we're facing right now and what we're going through. So Father God, we just come to you this morning. Lord, we love you. <laughs> God, we bless your name, Father God. And we thank you, Lord, that even today, you are still in control, amen? You are still the God of all gods, Father God. You are still the sovereign God. You're still the holy God. And so this morning, we just come, Father God, to just learn from you, Father God. Father God, breathe upon us, Father God. I just ask that you remove everything in me, Father God. Remove everything in me so that this word comes out through your spirit and through your heart. What you, have, what you want your people to know. What you want your people to realize. What you want your people to be assured of is that you are in control, God. In the midst of it all, through the deaths, through the pain, through the cultural divides, Father God. Through the racism, through the crazy climate. Father God, you are still in control. You are creator of all, and we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So as, we, uh, as I have been reflecting, and I was reflecting, um, I was really kind of just kind of shooken with this whole Ukraine and Russia war. You know, I haven't really, you know, I watched the news, and I was like, Katani, turn it off, because you know you're going to get... You know, you're going to get obsessed with it and you're going to be listening to it over and over and over again. And I began to just, you know, think of, of my goodness, how in the world it, 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 did this happen? How, how are we, how is, you know, in 2022, why is this happening? And when you look through scripture, you read, read uh, throughout scripture where the Israelites, the people of God, the chosen people of God were just always, they were always in a fight always in a war, always being attacked. And that's because of just pure jealousy of what they had accomplished, the things that they had accomplished in life. And so as I began to just kind of read about what was going on and uh, just read about the riches that Ukraine has, I mean, rich in oil, rich in wheat, rich in uranium, rich in, in those precious metals. Um, and it just began to help me clearly understand what Putin's after, you know. And I just began to say, God, but is that fair? You know, why, why, is, why are people losing their lives over this situation? You know, what is it? And, and I just, just, you know, simply it is just sin. It is that, you know, 
Putin is evil. I mean, just, you know, who, who does that? Who goes over and, and says, I'm going to take your land? And that's like somebody coming up and saying, I'm going to move you out of your own home. I'm going to move you out of everything that you've worked for because I want it. I want to add to my kingdom. And so that's just the evilness and, and, and the wickedness of how he, how he flows. And so I just began to just pray over them. I just began to pray over the war and just seeing these people that um, aren't as uh, military is not as strong um, and just wondering, you know, just asking God, God, just protect them. Just, just do that. And I began to think about Jehoshaphat. I began to think about all of the, the overtake, uh, uh, all of the uh, attacks in the, in, that are listed in the Bible where, where they came and they attacked the people of God, where they came and they wanted, you know, to take over their land. They were jealous. They wanted the riches of their land. They wanted to, to, to buff up and take everything that, that, that was um, not theirs. They wanted to take it and add to their kingdom. And then I just began to think about Jehoshaphat, who was about to um, embark on a great battle. Amen. And the Lord told him, you know, this, this, this isn't a battle a battle in, in the physical. This is a battle in the spiritual. And today we are, we have definitely are fighting a spiritual warfare. Amen. We're fighting a spiritual warfare and we have to understand that the weapons of this, of, of this world are not carnal to the things of God. So as worshipers, God began to tell me, all I need you to do is just begin to worship. Begin to pray. Begin to worship. Don't, don't allow the enemy to numb us, amen, because, I mean, you turn on the news and it's just, you know, over and over, repeat, repeat. If it ain't in Russia, it's in Colorado, it's in Nebraska, you know, it's just all over the world where we hear of these tragedies, we hear of these things that are happening, but God is saying, all I need is for you to begin to worship me. That's all God is asking for us to do. He's asking us to worship him, but not just worship in the sense of coming to church, amen, coming to church once a week, lifting up our hands, worshiping God in corporate worship. If we're worshiping God, sometimes we're sitting on our phone doing worship service. Sometimes we're doing this, you know, our minds are all over the place. But God says, I want a, a real relationship with you. I'm asking my people that are called by my name to humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And when you begin to worship the Lord, he will be the healer of your land. He will be the one that will, will go in and turn a situation around so quick that you will be turning your head back saying, God, when did that happen? How did that happen? Because when you are flowing in worship, that's where the peace of God resides. Amen. We talked about peace a couple of weeks ago about not just, you know, how we, we like our peace. Amen. I mean, I really like my peace. <laughs> I like, a, I like my, my, um, my house to be a house that is calm. I like, you know, well, my children, they're, they're pretty much grown, but I like peace. I, I, when I pick up the phone and someone's saying something crazy or I'm feeling something crazy, I'm just immediately like, God, I need you to handle this. Please handle this, Lord. I don't, I don't need any dis disruptions in my life. But I want you to know that, that that's, not, that's, you know, that's not the reality that we live in. It really is, is not. So the things that are going on, on in our world, it's just continuing to increase and increase and increase. One thing after another, there have been so many deaths in 2022 that I have ever seen clumped together um, ever before. We have deaths, we have illnesses, we have viruses, we have so much going on that I'm just like, I wake up in the morning and start praying for God like, Lord, 
I know you're the ruler. I know you're, I know that you can handle all this, but this morning I just send blessings to you, God, because it's a lot, you know, there's a lot going on. And so, uh, we can't, we can't look through it. God was just telling me to stop looking through it through my natural eyes. Stop looking at this through, oh, Okay, well, you know, whatever, that doesn't affect me. I'm all the way in Denver, Colorado. That, that doesn't affect me. And he says, you know, when you look at it through natural eyes, I am unable to work through you. What I need you to do is begin to look at it through spiritual eyes. Begin to look at it through my word. You know, the Bible says there will be wars and rumors of wars. We are beginning to see the end times. We are beginning to see the prophecies of God to come, that are coming forth. And we can look at it as if, oh, it's just, you know, this or that. But God is saying, I'm about to do something in this world. And, and, and he has put the solution. The solution is already here. The solution has already been in place. The solution was, was conquered on Calvary. Amen? It was conquered on the hill of Golgotha when Jesus Christ gave up his life for our sins. Amen? That includes all of, these, all of our, our leaders, all of our world leaders. That includes our Congress. That includes us. He died for all of us. And God is saying for those who have accepted him as his personal Lord and Savior, the solution lies within you. Amen. When God, uh, when Jesus was about to leave uh, this earth and he said, greater things, greater things will you do than I have done. And he came and he laid the example for us. So as Christians, as as people of God, as children of God, we have got to stand and understand what our kingdom status is. That we have the power, we have the authority to move mountains. We have the authority to be the resolve of things. And it comes through a posture of worship and a posture of relationship. So as, as, as I was thinking about, you know, what's going on over in Ukraine, I saw this beautiful uh, video of people that had taken refuge in a subway. I don't know if any of you all saw this video. And that they were worshiping in the subway. I mean, singing songs to God, worshiping God. And I was like, there's a remnant in Ukraine, God. Hallelujah. There's a remnant of people that love you. There's a remnant of people that, that have the interpersonal relationship with you. And though, although their, their country is being bombed, although uh, mass destruction and mass murders are going on, they are standing in a posture of worship. They're standing in a posture, worshiping the Lord, knowing that God is in control. And we need to know that God is in control. And so, as we continue to, to move through this, let me tell you, God is not shocked. God is not like, oh, I didn't realize that was, was going to happen. Because the enemy's assignment to each and every one of us is to destroy us. Amen? See, Ukraine really isn't the target that, that the enemy is after. He's like, okay, well, I got that war started. Let me move on. Let me move on to the next thing because he, he, is, he is evil and he is designed, he has just designed him and his imps to just cause chaos, to disrupt our peace, to disrupt our, our thoughts, to disrupt our values. And when we give into it, that's when he, that when he grabs us. That's when, he's a, that's when he, we make the, the doorway for him to come in and confuse us and make us wonder and make us even question, God, why aren't you doing anything about this? God, why aren't you answering these prayers? God, why, is, why, did, why did Elder Patrick die? Why, or Deacon Patrick die? God, why, what is going on? Why aren't you doing things? And God has said, 
I've done my part. Amen. God is like, I've done my part. I need you to begin to do your part. Amen. I need you to become the solution that I left here on earth. And so, you know, many, many, many years ago, if people and people know this, that pastor loved the game of chess. Pastor was a chess player. I mean, he could just play it at night when he got in the bed. He just played pulled out his iPad and he would just play over and over and over um, as he was trying to hone his skills so you know because he liked to always be in first position so he was always honing his skills as he played chess and so he tried to get me engaged in it and I was just like you know it's just too many moving parts you know there's a lot to do with it and it just wasn't my thing I'm just like you know I I, I found it better, rather boring um, so he was always trying to get me to always telling me about the game of chess. And so as I was looking at it, I said, you know, um, um, God is, is, is allowing these things to happen so that we can look at it, you know, in, in today's vernacular, in today's society, that, you know, Putin is just merely a pawn that the enemy is using. Amen. You know, he thinks that he's this great leader, you know, that he's got all this status, that he's, you know, the man, and I'm going to come in, and I'm going to take over this country, and I'm going to take over the wealth of this country, you know, and I'm going to make my kingdom bigger and better. And, but merely does he know that Satan, Satan ain't that interested in him. He really isn't. He's just using him as a pawn on the chessboard, amen? And when we, when, when we hone in on that, when we, when we start paying attention to that in a way that's not um, serving God, honoring God, looking for solutions, we can get caught up in the same thing. It's the same thing as if you get offended by somebody, amen? And then you sit, go home and you start maneuvering and thinking, okay, I'm getting ready to take them down. How can I get to them? How can I pay them back? That's when the enemy is using you at just like a pawn because what he wants to do, disrupt your peace and move on. But in the game of life, in this game of life, we have to know that we are the king's kids, amen? We're the king's children. We're the, we're the most high God, amen, the sovereign lords. We are the children, and he's given us the power and the, the and the authority over the enemy, over the enemy's kingdom. And how do we activate that? How do we go about that? You know, that, and that's been my song and dance. That's been the soapbox that I have been on and I'm still standing on is if we are who God says we are, then why aren't we seeing the results? Why aren't we seeing the things uh, that God has promised us? And you see, God is the ruler and creator of all things. He is the supreme chess master. Amen? So when you've ever played chess, you have pawns, you have knights, you have castles, you have a king, you have a queen, you have all these, all of these, uh, all of these tools, all of these people, so to speak, on this chessboard. And the enemy is really after the king. He's not after the pawns. You know, as pastor was teaching me how to, how to play and how to maneuver it, the most important piece on a chessboard is the king. And we are the king's children. So we are the main target that the enemy is after. And by any means necessary, if he has to use a pawn, if he has to use anything to get to us, he's not worried about, you know, taking over something. He's not worried about that. He's about that peace. He's about, let me get, there's a, there's a child of the king sitting over there. 
Look at them. They're just worshiping God. They're just so happy. You know, they're just rejoicing in the Lord. Bingo. He puts a target on your back because he doesn't want you to understand who you are in Christ. He puts a target on your back and he begins to maneuver the chessboards of your life. Amen. By just bringing craziness into your life, trying to distract your peace, trying to distract your joy. And, and, and he does that so subtly that you don't even know. So in the game, in the game of chess, you have to watch the board. Amen. You can't just, you know, make any old kind of move, but you got to work your pawns your your horsemen your everything your castles everything they are designed to protect the king and as you position them right the king will be protected and God is saying that I have positioned you amen that I am ruling over you and I have protection over you but it's when we step out amen like oh let me go over there and see What is that? Let me go over there and look and see what's going on over there. When we allow ourselves to get caught up in our own self-desires, when we allow ourselves to get caught up in in, uh, affairs, when we allow ourselves to get caught up in drugs, when we allow ourselves to start looking at things through the natural eye and desiring things through the natural eye, the enemy's already grabbed you. And as he does that, he's going to slowly drag you in. Amen? And you'll be sitting on the side of the chessboard, not able to get back in the game from embarrassment, from this, you know, just from from guilt. But God says, "Uh uh-uh, no, 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 no. (laughs) I sent my son to die for you. I sent my son to shed his blood for you. So you have a a passport, amen? You have the, the authority to jump right back in the game by just asking God to simply forgive you. God, forgive me. Forgive me for stepping outside of my boundaries. Forgive me for for (laughs) stepping outside of your boundaries in this life. God, I repent. And just like in the game of past, I did not know. As a pawn, you can go back into the game. If if the right moves are made, you, you are allowed to get back into the game. And so God is saying today, you're allowed to get back in the game this morning. You're allowed. We have got to allow ourselves to know that, you know, we all sin. Amen. Me included. We are all sin. We all have shortcomings, but God has brought his son, Jesus, gave us his son, Jesus, that allows us to be able to get back into the game, get back into things. And so when Pastor John was speaking last week and talking about the rebuilding of the wall, talking about how uh, Nehemiah had a mind to work, amen, the people had a mind to work. I want us here at Restoration Christian Fellowship, as we begin to reopen, amen, as we begin to reestablish what God had, God has for us, we can't look back on the past, amen? We can't look back on what, what, what was yesterday because God is a God of new things. God is a God of promises. God is a God that, that can take that, this past situation and turn it into something even brighter, even bigger, even better. And that's what he is doing with us. Now that we're coming back together, I pray, amen, that as, as you come back in, that you're just not coming back in to sit, amen? <laughs> you're not coming back in to say, oh, let me start ushering again. Let me 
jump back on the worship team. Let me, let me work in the parking lot. You know, you're not coming back in with that same mindset that this is what I do, but that you are open to the new challenges, the new things of God. God is saying to us that we are a house of restoration. Amen. That we are modeled and designed to restore people back to their rightful position in Christ. And I pray that you have been on your face during all this time, during this season, and, and will continue to be on your face before the Lord and asking God, God, where are you placing me? What are you doing? Um, we can get so mundane in the things that we did before. And you know, they're good things. They're wonderful things. They sustained the church. But now our walls have been taken down, amen, through this COVID. Our walls have been taken down through, through racial uh, justices. Our, things have changed. The world has shifted. The church has shifted. But God remains the same, amen? He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And he is saying to us during these times that he is the sovereign God. That he is the one that controls everything. So we talked about peace. And we talked about peace not being so much our calm state of mind. Our calm, our, you know, our aura, you know, that, that we, we do what we do and we go home and, you know, we just live a peaceful life. But God is saying to us that peace is the rejoining, amen, the rejoining of things that were broken, the rejoining of things that were re destroyed. And Nehemiah realized that. As I was pondering upon Pastor Moreland's sermon, I was like, Nehemiah realized that he needed to piece back the walls, amen. He needed to make a fortified wall, amen, to, to secure the enemy from what was taken and what was stolen. And all of the churches around the world need to, to read that fourth chapter in Nehemiah and see how he went about rebuilding the wall, how he went about recreating the environment of God. Amen. Building back the city of Jerusalem, building back that holy city. And as we come back into to uh, RCF, as we begin to rebuild, we need to come in, amen, with a mind to work. Amen. With a mindset to work that I'm just not coming into church to come into church, pay my tithes and move, keep it moving. Because God's saying, what I need is your heart. What I need is the relationship. What I need is to be able to manifest my spirit through you. Once we come back together, I am praying, you know, that as we are receiving this word from God, that we are understanding that we, there's some rebuilding to be done around here. Amen? There's a lot of rebuilding to be done around here. And God is doing his part. God has showed us favor upon favor upon favor that he has anointed us and he has called us to be a house of restoration he's called us to go forth in the ministry he's called us to to go forth with the vision pastor had and has added to it amen and so God is saying I want you to get into a position to where you puff your chest out and you know what Oh, I am somebody. <laughs> I'm a king's kid. And when you come back in here, it's just not about church. It's just not about the Sunday morning experience. But you're here on Wednesday, amen. You're here helping rebuild our children's ministry, helping rebuild our young adult ministry, helping rebuild those ministries where people have vacated their position. Just because we have lost people and we've lost some of our key people does not mean, amen, that the gift is not in here. I can tell you right now, 
looking out in this sanctuary and looking out into this camera, there are people that are anointed and called, amen, to run a children's ministry. There are people anointed and called to run a young adult ministry, to run a youth ministry, amen, to do the things that God has called us to do because they are hurting just as much as we are. They are going through things just like we are. There is so much it and so much mental illness going on in our youth. Children are fighting. Children are killing each other. Children are cutting themselves. Children are doing all types of things because they don't feel the peace of God. And as a church, we are responsible to love them. We are responsible to grab them, to hold them, to hug them, share our stories, let them know that God is in control and God is sovereign. When Nehemiah was up on that wall, and he began to gather people to come and help them. Just, you know, as I was, I was just rereading that, that passage of scripture, he went out and he got men and he got women to come and help build the wall. You cannot rebuild something without peace. Amen? It's, it's just not going to happen. So those people that were coming up to help, help him, there was a sense of peace. There was a sense of transparency. They had a mind to work together. They did not come in and say, okay, well, I'm going to go over here and do this and rebuild this and do that. And this is mine. Don't y'all come over and don't tell me. I don't need no instructions on how to do it. This is what I'm going to do. But they had a sense of, of togetherness that they had, they had a peace that surpasses understanding. Amen. And the main thing is that they trusted each other. They trusted each other. They had to put their trust in each other as they were building the wall because Sambalat and Tobiah were looking for opportunities to bring, to tear it back down. The enemy was looking for opportunities to tear it back down, but they trusted each other. So, you know, just in my imagination, I can just see them up on that wall as Pastor Morley explained that they would have a brick in one hand and they'd have a sword in the other. That sword symbolizes the word of God, amen? So anytime something was coming at them, they were able to just reach back and get grab the word of God, amen? And they were able to share their testimony. They were able to share what they had been through. You know, this pandemic has reeked, has just been, it's just you know, devastated so many. And we, we have to be able to just be transparent with each other. Amen. If you are not transparent, you will never have that peace of God because you're going to be too busy trying to hide your mess. You're going to be too busy trying to duck and hide and dodge. But God is saying that I see you. I see you and I want to help you and I want to heal you and I want to do the things that I've called for you to do. But I just need you to just get transparent before people. I just need you to get transparent. I need you to build a relationship with people. And so when you begin to, to just, you know, yeah, I did it, so what? You know, amen, I did it. Okay, God has forgiven me. And you begin to share your testimony. You begin to stand on that wall as we rebuild this house again. And you begin to share. You will just be shocked at how much similarities we have. Amen. How we, you know, you think you've been through something. You think you've been bankrupt. You think you've lost a car. You think, you know, I've done this. I lost my job. We all share the same, the same uh, stories. Maybe different characters, different situations, but we've all been through something. And so when we realize that, you know what? We have more in common than we do not alike, amen? And the enemy wants to keep us so separated. He wants to keep us just so disjointed that we won't be able to do the things that God has called 
So I just pray that this analogy of this wall is, 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 is going beyond just the story in the Bible, but you're beginning to realize that I'm a part of the wall. I hold a stone, amen, in the rebuilding of Restoration Christian Fellowship. It's more than just my tithes. It's more than just my talent, but it really is the relationship with God. It's the relationship that God is calling forth. And so as we begin to become worshipers, amen, I mean, like true worshipers, like, you know, fall down on your face and go before the Lord in your private secret place and say, God, what is it that I need to do? What is it that I need to forgive? How do I need to move amongst the people? I don't want to come back in and say, well, I'm the one that used to run this ministry, this, this, and that, and this is the way it goes. And, and Pastor Gilbert used to say, did, you know, that I should, no, no, that's yesterday. Amen. That is yesterday. God is calling for a new thing. God is calling for a freshness. And as we stand and together we stand and we get in the, in the face of God, amen, we begin to worship God, we will see that the enemy has no hold over us. Right now, when we're out there and we're a solo act, amen, and we, we leave the pack, so to speak, uh, we become an open target. And so our, our, our unity in Christ, our love for each other, our community that we're building is all a part of God's plan. We need each other. So as we know that peace is a vital part of our life, it is essential for our spiritual growth. It is essential that we invite the peace that we rejoin what the enemy has tried to take apart, not only in this corporate setting, but in our lives. Allow God to piece back together that, that which the enemy has tried to destroy. When we begin to do that, we create an atmosphere, amen, an atmosphere where God will look from heaven and say, will you look at those folks at restoration, amen? And he's doing that. He is, he is looking down on us. And he is smiling that we have gone through the fire, amen? We've gone through the storm and that we are ready and that we are willing to, to reach out into our community. It's no longer about the four walls, but it's about our community. It's about our housing. It's about all the things that God has called us to do, amen? That God says, there's a people with a mindset to work. There's a people that, that understands that I did not just come to save them, but I came for them to be able to, to spread the word of God throughout this community, throughout this region, amen, to do the things that God has called us to do. I'm telling you, God is setting us up, amen. He is setting us up for success. He is setting us up. We are the light on the hill. We are the solution for our community. We are all that God has called us to be. So the enemy is going to continue to be after your peace. But just know that, that when you get into that, when you feel it, when you feel his presence, amen, that you begin to worship, that you begin to, to call your brothers and sisters and say, you know what, I just need prayer. I, don't need to, I, I personally don't need to know the situation because I got a whole bunch of situations going on in my life. All I need to know is that you've got my back. Amen? That, that we're working on this together and that I can call you and you can give me a word or you can call me and I can encourage you with a word and that together we can build what God has called us to do. God is doing a phenomenal thing. So Elder Derek even mentioned that, you know, we are about to build on our land. Okay? That is millions of dollars. I'm talking like it's money that we don't have. 
Amen. It's going to be something that is just designed for our community. And God has already provided the provisions that we need to go forth in ministry. We are a house of restoration. Amen. We are the the city on the hill. We are the place of refuge for those who have been um, um, dislocated during this pandemic, for those who have just fallen into uh, crazy situations and and are no longer um, able to afford a home, are no longer able to to move through life like God has called them to do. We have the programs, we have the, the, the backing of the city of Aurora to move forth and bless God, rebuild them, reposition them, and help them to be all that they become. When I think about my husband's life, I really can see where restoration models him because this man was born in Bartica in a third world country, amen? Didn't have much, but he pressed into God, amen? He continued to say, you know what, God? I can stay homeless. <laughs> I could be, I could just become a Rasta man and live off the fruit of the land and the island. But his heart was to do better, amen? Because the Spirit of God told him and showed him what he can do, what he, who he can become, and he let nothing hold him, hold him back. So I'm, I'm telling you this morning, do not allow anything to hold you back. Your job, your circumstances, there is nothing that God can't do when you humble yourselves, amen? When you seek his face, God will restore you, amen? So stop, take, when you go home, take that, 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 um, what do they call that, that bullseye off your back. Just say, you know what, enemy, I'm taking this bullseye off my back. You will no longer uh, penetrate the swords and the darts of you will no longer penetrate me, but that I am going to stay in such a presence of the almighty God. Amen. I'm going to worship. I'm going to put my phone down. I'm not going to scroll Facebook for hours upon hours looking at everybody's drama. I'm going to take time and I'm going to get into my word. I'm going to set an atmosphere in this place. I'm going to set a pl- I'm going to set the atmosphere for the sovereign almighty God to rest, rule, and abide. So when the, when the tragedies of life, when the world, the things of the world are happening, that I know that I might not personally be able to, to contribute, you know, in a manner, but I can pray. Amen. I can worship. I can call the king out of me. Amen. I can call my beloved savior who died on the cross. The one who died for me. The one who set me free. The one who gave me the power to live life and to model him on earth. I can pray. Amen. For Ukraine. I can pray for my brother. I can pray for my sister. I can intercede because I am a child of the king and I have the power and I have the authority to do these things. So we have to understand who we are. Amen. We are kingdom children. Amen. We are rebuilders of the wall, not just here at this church, but in our lives, in our families, on our jobs, in every situation. Join God where he's working. Look for an opportunity to bless. Look for an opportunity to pray. When you're sitting at work, look for an opportunity, amen, to be a minister in that place. The only reason half of us have not fallen into such calamity is because the presence of God is within us. The reason that your company made it through this pandemic is because you're there. 
because you're there, because you're one of God's children. And God's like, I'm not going to take that away from my baby. I'm protecting them. So the whole company gets blessed. The whole environment gets blessed. And God is saying the house of restoration is going to be an atmosphere where people come. People are blessed. Amen. People are moving forward. People are getting healed. It's not to build our church up. We are that station. Amen. We are, we are that, that, that patch-up station for those who have been out in the world, for those who have, have gone through the war. Amen. We're that place where our spiritual soldiers are are. are, are uh, prisoner, or all those people that have gone AWOL can come back and receive, amen, life. They can receive our testimony. They can see what we did. Our stories are similar. It's just that we decided, hey, I'm going to take, I'm, I'm going to do what God called me to do. I'm going to become a worshiper. I'm going to become a, 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 a healer. So trust, it's just trusting in God. It, it, it's, it's relational. It's that thing, it's the thing that God wants with us. God created us to have a relationship with us. And when we have a strong relationship with God, our worries will come. Our troubles are going to come. I mean, we live in a sin-sick world. Those things are going to come, but those things don't have to take over us. They don't have to take over us. Just read the scriptures, amen? Just look at how... God walked people through diverse situations. Just look at how people had prepared themselves. Look at King David, a young boy out in the fields, nobody paying him any attention. He's, he's the one out there, rusty, stanky, working with sheep, doing what God, you know, doing what his father had assigned him to. But in the midst of all of that, he was a worshiper of God. He had a deep relationship. God calls him a man after my own heart. So he's out there doing what he he really doesn't want to do but even in that God trained him he trained him with a bear he trained him with a lion and so when he one day is called to take lunch to his brothers he goes and and, and he sees this Goliath this Philistine giant mocking God and he's like, oh, hold up. You know, how long has this been going on? And he tapped into the, the things that God had taught him. He tapped into his worship position. He tapped into all that God had, God had called for him. Saul tried to give him his, his, his artillery, and he was like, no, I just need a slingshot. I'm, I'm going to take this boy out, give me five stones, and let me go get my slingshot. And I'm going to handle this because God had already trained and positioned him and he began to swing and swing and swing and worship God and say oh today <laughs> on this day you're going down and that's what we have to do we have to remind ourselves of the stories and and create our own stories create the things that where we're like you know what I'm gonna take you down and I'm not gonna have to I'm not gonna fight you physically amen I'm not gonna sit up here and you know I'm not messing myself up <laughs> I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to heap love upon you. I'm going, to, I'm going to ask my father how and when and wait on him to show me, amen, how I can love you to where you just melt, where you just become straight butter. And I'm going to invite you into the presence of God. And I'm going to invite you to have a relationship with him. That's what God has called us to do. That's what he's called us to be and to become. That church in Acts was a church that, that believed in God. Amen. That trusted God, that entrusted themselves to the disciples' teaching, that followed the directions. Amen. 
Christ had just ascended to heaven and they began to start the church. Restoration, we need to model that Acts church where everyone has everything in common, amen? That we come and we build and we continue to build and we continue to build what God has called us to be so that all of Aurora, amen, and all of Denver can come and there will be other things that God will call us to do. We'll do the housing and then he'll, he'll reveal something else. We'll do that and he'll reveal that God is an everlasting God. Amen? He's an ever-loving God. He is the Prince of Peace. And he just asks that we would trust him. Simply trust him. So these past two weeks, I have really just been focusing on trusting God. Because of all the things that I've been through, there are times when I'm like, you know, God, I'm not understanding this. I'm irritated. I'm hurt. I'm angry. I don't know if I can trust you again like that. Because you took something away. And I'm not feeling that. And God is saying, if I hadn't taken it away, I wouldn't have gotten your attention. I wouldn't have got you to your destiny. So when God takes something away from you, give him praise and say, okay, God, you must have something else. There must have been a, a direction that you needed me to take. And so when calamity comes into your heart, amen, the scripture says rejoice. Amen. When things fall apart, rejoice. When things don't go your way, rejoice because God is in full control. Stop looking at it through your natural eyes and begin to look at it through the lens of God. Okay, so that's gone. Okay, so God has something for me. Amen. He's not here to destroy. He's here to rebuild. And so when you're going through things and you're going through the traumas of life, Begin to rejoice in God. Amen. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the situation that you're in right now. Amen. Just begin to thank God for the trial. Thank him for the tribulation. Amen. Because on the other side of that tribulation is the joy. It's the peace. It's the fruition. It's the things that God has called you through. Don't ever get caught up in your circumstance and let your life end in that circumstance. But let your life end in the honor, amen, in the glory. When you leave this world, people will say, my God, look at what they have accomplished. Look at what they've done. And it feeds on and on, and we continue to do the things God, God has called us to do. So I just encourage you this morning, as I get ready to close, that we are the house of restoration, amen? That doesn't mean that we just come in here, get restored, and continue to sit, but that we rebuild, amen, as we reopen this church and as people begin to come by the thousands, amen, people begin to hear of the great and wondrous things that are happening in this house, that you will be able to love them, that you will be able to create a relationship with them, that you will allow them to belong, to believe, to behave. You will be the one that introduces them to God, amen. You will be the one that that says, you know what, brother and sister, I've, I've, I've heard this, I've been there, I've done that, or I know someone else, maybe you just, you know, can speak to you on that and how they got through. And we begin to build up rock by rock, brick by brick, what God has called us to do. We are going to be the overcomer. So let us not worry about what is going on in this world. It is in this word, amen? There will be wars. There will be rumors of wars. There will be turbulence. There will be earthquakes. There will be all kinds of diverse matters that are happening. But know that God is in control. He's sovereign, amen? He's all-knowing, <laughs> 
He knows the schemes of the enemy, and he is allowing us to build our relationship and our strength through the, t- through the things that we need to go through. And those things are not meant to destroy us, but they're meant to build us up. So this morning, amen, praise God for the situations you're going through. Praise God and the diverse things that are going through you. When trouble falls, hallelujah, God, how do you want me to handle it? Because I can handle it, okay? I know how to handle it in my own way, but all that does is just create another target on your back because you allow the enemy. You know, I've, I've have told some people off from the top to the bottom and both sideways, like, let me tell you, you know, blah, blah. And that was, that didn't satisfy my heart. That wasn't pleasing to God. And so I had to go back and say, okay, God, I, I know, I know Jesus. I should have held my tongue. I really should have just did it your way. So I'm learning to do things God's way, learning to filter every thought through him, learning to filter my heart through him, letting, learning to let him sift my heart because the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it. God knows our thoughts. God knows our inner things. And God is saying, I have come to bring life to you. Bring it more abundantly. But I can't rest in a, in a, on you if there's no peace and if there's no trust in me. You went and you handled that situation out of lack of trust. And I repent of that. I'm like, you're right, God. I did not trust you to handle it. It wasn't getting handled quick enough for you, for me. So I'm going to go ahead and handle it in my way. And I've done that throughout my life, trying to figure God out, trying to help God out. And it always comes back on me. So God is saying this morning, trust me. Simply trust me. Amen. Know that I am the, the, the divine God. I am the sovereign God. I have foreknowledge of everything. And when you realize who is in you. The Spirit of God is within you. You will begin to put into action all that God has for you. You will be able to see the pureness and the joy of all God wants to do through you. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we just stand to our feet this morning? Let's just give God some praise. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. Just say, God, we love you. God, we trust you. Hallelujah, God. God, we thank you, Father God, that your peace, Father God, has entered this place, Lord. We're coming back broken. We're coming back distorted, God. We're we're coming back not understanding. But when we enter into the sanctuary, amen, when we enter into the sanctuary, although our foot almost slipped, we've entered back into the sanctuary, God, and you are making all things new, Lord. Father God, you are healing us. Even right now, God, I just feel the presence of God healing me, amen, bringing clarity, bringing understanding, bringing us into another level. I just feel the presence of God right now just saying, if you want it, just raise your hand, ask for it. I'm here to heal you today, amen. I'm here to bring peace. I'm here to be, bring understanding. All I need is for you to trust me. I can't work through you if you don't allow me to if I don't have a place for my spirit to rest for my spirit to work for my spirit to do the things that I've designed for you so father God we just ask for forgiveness right now Lord of the things that we've been holding on Lord of the things and the desires that we've been chasing after God father they are as dung to you God what you're after is our heart what you're after is our worship God So, Father God, we worship you today. Oh, Father God, we lift up our hands before you right now, Jesus. 
Send your spirit, Father God, right now in this place, God. Father God, begin to release miracles, Father God. As we repent right now where we stand, Father God, that we come back, Father God, full, complete, and whole, worshipers of our mighty God, doers of his word, peacemakers, Father God, loving and trusting one another, Father God. Let your spirit fall in this place, God, and do the work that is needed, Father God, to help us rebuild what you have called us to do, what you've called us to be, and who you called us to become, God. We want to be a house of restoration, God. We want to be a house of peace and joy and loving, Father God. We don't want racism. We don't want divide within this house, God. We want this house to be like that of Acts, where everyone had all things in common, where they shared, Father God, where they built their community, where no one had lack, God. That's what you're calling us to do. You're calling us to restore, God. And we thank you in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. Amen.